Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith from the men's room. And did you know I have a podcast? Well, I do. The podcast. New episodes uploaded every Wednesday on the Odyssey app. The debauchery rolls on. You're listening to the men's room with Miles and Thrill. 99.9. KISW. Who's next list is on the way, but first time for a few emails from the men's room at KISW.com. You've got mail. You've got mail. And a couple from our question, what happened last year that you hope does not happen again? Or what happened that you really hope does? Guys, hope I don't catch COVID. Hope I do get karaoke. Yeah. Hi, guys. uh, I just assume at some point I'll have COVID again next year. I seem to be the luckiest. <laughs> man, I hope not. It, from what I understand, uh, the people that have gotten COVID lately, they're like, man, it's kind of an ass kicker for the first 24 hours. That's yeah. no different than it was, but people who've had it before. Right. So, and I got a booster, but I don't know if that, who knows. I think in the end, it might just be like just a stronger case of the flu that we just like, yeah, you get to Maybe November, flu. December, you're going yeah. to deal with it. Hi guys, happy new year. I'm glad y'all are back. What happened last year? I gained all my lost weight from 2022. So I hope I lose it again and don't gain any more. What didn't happen last year? I didn't win the lottery. So I hope that happens this year. That from Iris, the bus driver. As far as the orange in the stocking, as far as the piece of fruit all right. in the stocking yeah. at Christmas, we've got a lot of uh, comments on this one. It says, uh, my parents always put the orange on the bottom of the stocking, too. My mom told me that it was representing of an upcoming year of prosperity. Uh-huh. But the Internet says that this is where it came from. Placing an orange in the toe of one of the Christmas stockings may have had something to do with the legend of the three balls or bags or bars of coins of gold that the Bishop of Myra, the real St. Nicholas, gave to uh, three poor maidens to use as dowries. I also got, we got a, a, a text today that said that uh, it went back to the Depression as far as having something sweet. Right. So if you couldn't, couldn't afford chocolate, so use an orange. Yeah. Well, so. the orange always shows up because if, if you know anybody that's English, they're always getting those, uh, those orange, the chocolate oranges. Yes. So that's a big thing. So I know the orange is involved, but it, when I talk to people, it seems to be about 30% of us always put the oranges in the stocking. The other ones are like, what are you talking about? So do you mm-hmm. think the Godfather was actually just trying to be charitable in the movies? Because every time an orange shows up, someone dies of violence. No. That's just part of those movies. Right. But they do make it a okay. point. It's they a do make thing, it a point. And if, like, an if you're breaking the scene, someone's about to get wet. And if you're a Breaking Bad fan, there's a death in that that coincides with the oranges. Mike is the Breaking Bad guy. But after I caught up to him, I go, did you know the oranges? He's like, what's that about? I'm like, it's a Godfather thing. You know somebody's going to die. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to the birthdays. All of us, my wife and I wanted to wish our daughter, Maya, a very happy 12th birthday, or Mia. You may remember her as the talkative youngin that came with me when I dropped off the muffaladas a couple of months back. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. I still know she's a great gal, even if a little misguided at times. Uh, please remind all those boys out there that her dad has a concealed carry permit. <laughs> 
Can we get her a, a kid's fish sandwich and a reverse fart? P.S. Ted, hope your birthday went well and you got lots of beer. That from the Rainy Cajun, a.k.a. Jeremy. Fish sandwich! At all events, my daughter Chloe has been uh, waiting all year to get a birthday shout-out. 15 loves your show. All, all right. right. We'll get the 15-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> and you please give her a pep talk from uh, Coach Ted, or possibly you all talking over each other about how to be a 15-year-old girl. Uh, we I know that think, well. I don't think right. we can do that. I, you don't yeah. want us. Yeah. 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 Uh, you're so loved and uh, such a uh, rock star, Chloe. Uh, that from Chloe's mom, Tessa. Why don't we just do the... Uh, Pep talk from Coach Ted. Oh, because thanks, Miles. We, we never uh, experienced the joys of being a 15-year-old female. But it always seems awesome. They're always very happy. Yeah. What's her name again? Chloe. Chloe, I'll tell you this, and this is going to sound a little harsh. You're 15. Things are very important and like seem like big deals right now. But trust me, that one girl you might not like or some boy or whatever that doesn't like you, don't sweat it. And it's hard for you to understand because you're 15. Doesn't matter if you're a girl, you can be a 15-year-old boy. But trust me, you have a lot of life ahead of you. Mm-hmm. So obviously take school serious. You know, these are important milestones you're going through. But also know in the back of your head, like, I'm just a teenager. This will pass. And those people who are nice to you, Chloe, whatever the deal is, just bad things will happen to them. <laughs> and then you can celebrate. Yeah! Well, we talk about all the time. It's just an awkward age. It is. Boy, I mean, I think it's probably harder on girls. But it's just... Well, because now all the boys are leering at them. Right. It's just a weird age. And look, I did the same thing. It's something that was important to me at 15 was probably the most important thing in the world. Mm-hmm. It was. Gentlemen, today I enter the second half of my 30s, so perhaps a pep talk from Coach Ted and some dirty Germans will help me get my mind right while everything else on me is falling apart. Happy New Year's, bitches, and have a rock in 2024. That from King Jeremy the Wicked. Do you need a pep talk on? Oh, second half, half of second half, second half of thirties. My bad. Thank you, Thrill. I was like, last. Oh, oh. All right, thirty-five to forty. That's a pretty sweet spot. Start planning that fortieth uh, birthday, but also a lot of your friends keep making fun of them because before you know it, you'll be in your early thirties and just old, or early forties and just old, and the jokes are tougher. Yeah, here's the simple thing. Believe it or not, at the age of thirty-five, yeah, you could run for president if you wanted to do that, but also. This is the age where you'll start having the best sex of your life. Because here's the thing. Now you know what you like. More importantly, you know what you're good at. Yeah. So speaking of the president's thing, maybe you also got a cigar for your person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, timely. Yeah, uh, guys. <laughs> Hello, guys. It's my guy, Dumpster Face's birthday again. 46, <laughs> getting old there, fool. Got to say thanks for everything he does for us. Have a great time in Zona watching the Hawks this weekend. Nice. Wow. Got a couple uh, bong tokes, maybe, and an andro penis. Thanks, guys, and go Hawks. That from Jay. Andro penis. Andro penis. Andro penis. Andro penis. I wish our fire alarm sounded like that. But tell us, hope you all had a great holiday. Happy New Year. My name is Helen. My husband Lonnie and I are longtime listeners. We haven't been married long, but I can't imagine life without him. Today is his 50th trip around the sun. Nice. He does not ask for much, but I know he'd get a kick out of a birthday shout out from the men's room. How about a Leroy Jenkins, a bong rip, and the dirty Germans telling him about life after 50? Uh, thanks so much, guys, and keep up the shenanigans. That from Helen. Let's do this. 
Yeah, congratulations on being 50 years old. Sherry said she can't imagine life without you. So tell her life with you involves playing a little game of keep the sausage warm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, in Germany, we call it the mouth. It's a sausage oven. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in technical terms. Yeah, I, I, I would say it in German, too. <laughs> All right, guys, here we go. ハッピーハッピーハッピーバースデーハッピーハッピーハッピーバースデーハッピーハッピーハッピーバースデーハッピーハッピーハッピーバースデーハッピーハッピーハッピーハッピーハッピーハッピーハッピーハッピーハッピ
with assault and battery. So again, she calls her husband because she's pissed off. Husband shows up. And much like uh, Will Smith, bitch slapping Chris Rock is you insulted his wife. This guy, bitch slaps his guy, starts punching his guy, and again, was trying to dip his head in the deep fryer. That's added some angry stuff right there, man. We now go to Florida, where police say a 20-year-old woman repeatedly beat her boyfriend with a Christmas tree. This during a pre-down skirmish in the Paris, Florida residence on Christmas Eve. Now, according to a court filing, Miracle Rivera, that is her name, and her victim, 24-year-old boyfriend, they engaged in a verbal altercation about infidelity. This was early Sunday morning in the bedroom of their home. Now, we don't know if she was accusing him of cheating, if he was accusing her of cheating. That we don't know. But cops say, at one point, the boyfriend, he just left the bedroom, decided he's going to sleep on the sofa out in the living room. Well, about 3.40 in the morning on Christmas Eve, that's when she decided she wasn't done. She followed him into the living room where he was lying on the couch at this point. Well, she picked up the Christmas tree and began to strike the victim with it repeatedly. So if you're like me, you're like, how big was this tree? They point out the size of the tree. Not detailed in the criminal complaint, but I think that makes a big, big difference. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the tree battering resulted in the victim sustaining numerous minor scratches over much of his upper body and arms. Uh, She was subsequently arrested for domestic battery and booked into county jail. She was released from custody around 2.40 in the afternoon on Christmas Day. Merry Christmas. But she pleaded not guilty to the misdemeanor count. Anyway, a judge ordered her to have no illegal contact with the victim. Because they've been living together for the last two years. So I'm going to let you go home. Because you got to share a place. And you can argue, but you can't assault him again. We'll see how that shakes out. Beaten Isn't that them. just kind of the rule of thumb in most homes? Like, don't have illegal contact with anyone. That's actually a stupid thing to say. Right. Really. If illegal is part of it. Anyway, that, that's what he did, but he let her go home. Right. And uh, finally, after purchasing a meatball sandwich for his nephew, a Florida man... Poured Visine all over the food, which was later partially consumed by the nephew. This according to police who arrested the man at a felony poisoning charge. So, oh, my God. No, but here's the thing about this. You would think if you're going to do this, you would try to poison someone in private. Not this guy. James Leach is 45. He was at a market near his home when he asked an employee for a bottle of Visine due to having dry eyes. Now, upon securing the Visine... Leach opened a container of food and proceeded to pour the eyedrop solution all over the meatball sandwich. Well, the worker declared that the liquid, quote, could hurt someone. Leach replied that it would only cause the victim to, quote, S himself and puke his brains out. On a point on a side note, the active ingredient in Visine, that would be uh, tetrahydrosylene hydrochloride, it could actually be lethal if ingested. A lifetime could do a whole 24 hours on that. That, Right. He apparently did not watch that. Anyway, the market employee who described Leach as a regular customer said the suspect had issues with his nephew and declared that he hated his nephew. He then claimed that the victim, uh, he and the victim, I'm sorry, they reside together and have a long history of Mm. domestic-related issues. The cops added that officers, they've answered several prior calls to that particular pair's home. Now, after receiving a 911 call from the market employee, Police reviewed the store security footage, which clearly showed Leach dousing the meatball sandwich with Visine. When police subsequently arrived at Leach's home, he declined to answer any questions and requested a lawyer instantly. Now, the victim said he'd only consumed a small portion of the sandwich before cops showed up, and he was completely unaware that Visine had been added to his meal. And now, while medical help was summoned for the victim, 
He ultimately refused treatment. Anyway, Leach was charged with poisoning food or water, which is a felony. And he's locked up in lieu of $50,000 bond. And a judge has ordered Leach, who's pleaded not guilty, to have no contact with the victim. Okay. I will say this. I don't know which one yet sucks the least. But I will say this. I guarantee you that the Florida woman who beat her boyfriend with a Christmas, with, with a Christmas tree. All right. She was accusing her boyfriend of him cheating on her. We don't know. I, we, I This is my theory. It's your theory. But we don't okay. know if he accused her right. or if she accused I him. I am just saying that I, I know we don't know that. But I know for a fact, even if she is wrong or she is right, if I'm the person who's getting the heat, I'm like, you know what? F this. I'm going to go sleep on the couch. Yeah. Uh, for sure. So that 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 for that reason, I believe that. And then she's beating him with a Christmas tree. Yeah, the Christmas tree on Christmas I'm pretty, Eve. I'm pretty sure that even if he did or did not do that, he was the one being accused of doing it. That's my guess. My, I that, just that's don't my guess know. Too. I don't know. Uh, the pastor in North Carolina. That's crazy. I mean, the, the poisoning in uh, Florida. In my mind, that's the worst because you could have killed somebody. And I don't want to name a place, but there's a very famous market in Florida that makes delicious subs. I just hope it wasn't from there. And a meatball sub is fantastic if it's done. That's why he sent the kid up. And also, what I read from that story, too, is that it's his nephew. You just say the age of the nephew? I don't don't know the age of the nephew. So they could be the same age. I don't know. But But if he dislikes him that much and they still live together... That makes me think maybe the uncle's just kind of lurching off his own sister. Or the nephew's also an adult. No, I'm I think a, he is an adult. Yeah, I think he's he's got to be like 19 or 20 in my mind. But I'm just saying, having grown kids that still live with you is one thing. Having your brother, I'm like, he's probably lurching off this kid's mom. So no wonder the nephew doesn't like him. It seems like their history's bad. Uh, someone here says, Christmas tree girl sucks the least. The eye drops guy sucks the most in McDonald's deep fried strangler. The deep fried strangler is right in the middle. Okay. It is t- like I would say the woman in Florida sucks the least too, because that's just a couple. And it's yeah, Christmas yeah. Eve. But right, the guy pushing the woman's like towards the deep fryer, like you would have killed her or scarred her for life. Yes. And then right, the dude is putting the eye drops in his nephew's meatball sub. Like that's just no pun intended, but it's F. Okay, okay. I guess it's a Florida woman who beat her boyfriend with a Christmas tree. That's that's, that's the one I'm picking. I think the Christmas tree helps because it's holiday influence. The thing about that deep fryer, man, I've seen people burn themselves on deep fryers, myself included. But I, this is what I'm guessing. Seeing like what happens to ice cubes or anything with moisture in it. I would think if you dip someone's head in there, their eyeballs would explode out of their face. Yes. And in addition to I mean, like burning them, I think you'd be surprised at the damage would do once it hits your eyes. Like right, and it's hot oil. I, I don't think people sometimes know enough of the difference between like hot oil and hot water. Right. Man, yeah. It's bad, 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 bad. And he's a pastor. The debate continues on Who Sucks Less if you follow KISW on Facebook, Twitter, or on Instagram. Shout the day's coming up. You are listening to the men's room. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 99.9 KISW. The shenanigans continue. This is the Men's Room with Miles and Thrill. All right, so coming up here in minutes, we'll drink and toast for the show of the day. And we do have your headlines on the way at 550. But first, quick check in with Mike Hawk and some of the stories and headlines he is not working on. Thank you, Miles. 
A new study found the states that people moved into and out of the most last year. And I guess most of the states they moved into are south. Okay. Because usually the taxes are a lot lower. The weather obviously is better. Uh, I'll say number one moving out is California. Okay. Not bad calls at all. Actually, the states that people moved into the most... Vermont was number one. I'm sorry, Vermont that we know Ver, of? The Vermont that we know. Northeast, hmm. yes. Vermont. That's where they moved. Number one. Here's the thing. Because there's I, nobody out there. I know, but that's what I know about Vermont. No one who lives in Vermont wants you to move there. Right. That is why they live there. It's also very cold. Isn't it kind of the same as the Montana theory? Like, everybody's like, yeah, Montana's great. Don't come here. Yeah, don't move it. Stay the hell out. Visit. Don't move it. Uh, D.C., number two for people moving into. Really? That yes. doesn't shock me. No? Just the cost is the only thing that was... Unless they mean the whole metro area. If they mean the metro area, it makes sense because most of the surrounding areas of D.C., you're doing okay if you live there, right? But I think I think it's D.C. specifically because so many people... That, that city's changed so much in the last 15, 20 years that, like... People are moving there as they want to move there, but you're like everybody else I know. Like nobody I know barely barely live in PG County anymore. Right. Damn. All right. Yeah. And then uh, South Carolina. Yeah, I've heard things yeah. about that. Low taxes, a lot of jobs. You bet. And you know what? I, I went to South Carolina. I think once, maybe twice. Nice area. Good, it it good can spot. be right, like depending it. where you're at. Sure. Humid is all a, hell. Weather. Yeah. Yeah. You got you're dealing it. with flooding, not necessarily the hurricanes, but the flooding from those systems. Sure. Those skies are blue. Uh, but then the states that people are moving out of. <laughs> uh, North Dakota is number th- uh, is number three on the list. I wonder if that has oh, to do with right. frack- the fracking industry. That also might just be the weather. It might just be getting just, so no, outrageous. I just I might be right with the fracking because yeah. once that business started... Keep in mind how many people move there for the business. Sure. And then when the business starts to dry up, just the number of people that leave. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it has to do something with those oil fields. Okay. Okay. Number two, Illinois. Huh. Okay. I don't know enough about Illinois. I, I, I know Chicago. Hey, we moved somebody who moved out of Illinois. As much as he talks about how great it is, he moved out of there. He so. did. He did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hold but on. you're right. Chicago, honest to God, is my only Illinois no, experience. But the number one place that people are moving out of has to be because of the people. Because New, New Jersey. New Jersey. Hey, oh. hey, hey, where you going? God, that food's great, though. It's not cheap to live there, either. The food is the amazing. The food is phenomenal. <laughs> and honestly, their beaches are great. Sure. They, they like, are. If, you, if the only thing you know of Jersey Shore is Seaside Heights, like, the re- like Seaside is Seaside. The rest of that shore is beautiful. Yes. It's awesome. The food's great, but... Well, they might tell you to F off, but they'll also put their arm around you and buy you a beer. Sure. All at the same time. Different type of camaraderie. That you can drink through your bloody nose and black eye. We, uh... (laughs) Look a man. We were in, uh, God almighty. We were in Delaware. Where did we go, Ted? Bethany. Bethany. Bethany, right? Is that right, guys? Is that with you? No. Oh. (laughs) But you always remember this stuff. I think it's Bethany Beach, Delaware. Either way. Did you have kids, or were you just going with the wife? We had the kids. Bethany. Bethany. Okay, thank you. So, (laughs) there's like three beaches right there. You can never... So, had the kids, and the kids were young. But one thing about that part of Delaware, a lot of people from Jersey are there relaxing on the beach. Okay. It's no problem. And there was a large family in front of us. I don't mean like fat. I mean like probably 18 people deep. They're waiting on someone to show up. And you can hear every conversation they're having. And they're just having a New Jersey conversation. My kids, you know, they're from the Pacific Northwest, man. So you don't hear stuff like this. And basically the patriarch of this group's like, there he is. Hey, you effing f, blah, 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 we're over here. Oh, I see your big effing fat. 
Like this is their Greek, <laughs> but they're yeah. screaming this. Right, they're friends. For, and it's a Jersey they're thing. Close friends, man. But just the volume, which, which and nobody, nobody bad an eye except Damn. my kids. All right, like, sure. Say, hey, man, it's just where we are Be in the wilder. country. They're not. A, they're not going to fight. They like each other. <laughs> the average American believes that they are seventy percent healthy. What percentage well, of healthy would you guys say that you are? Ooh, I would at oh. least go 70, but... I would you the, go 70, Steve? I've seen what you put inside of yourself, man. I know. I'm telling you, man, every freaking time I go to the doctor, they're, you're supposed to eat your vegetables, not one. Right, you don't eat vegetables, you eat like a dump truck, you drink like a fish, you <laughs> yeah. don't exercise. No. Like, how can you say that you're 70%, other than the fact that you get I'm a jealous. clean bill I'm from jealous. your doctor? I'm jealous. <laughs> I don't know. But he does get a clean bill of health every he does. year. So every I mean, I, yeah. And it's amazing when you tell your friends, I got a clean bill of health, and everyone's disappointed. Right. Is it really, man, that sucks. Like, no, no, that's good. That's a good thing. Wow. Yeah. There's a new trend for newlyweds. They're called buddy moons. What the hell is that? It's basically you have a honeymoon, but then your friends and family are invited. No. No, no, no. Honeymoon's no. about you and your... It's going to get stinky up in this hotel room. <laughs> your new friend. Uh, yeah. It's going to get you don't stinky. It's also kind of asking a lot of people. They've gone to your wedding. They've done this and that. Now i got to go on your honeymoon, too? Well, I think it's an open invitation. Like, hey, Ted, we're going to Vegas. You want to go? Oh, you do that on your uh, wedding. Because you're going to go to a small chapel. Maybe, but like, if it's... We're going to Hawaii. We're going to the Bahamas. Like, this thing we really wanted to do. It would just feel a little creepy. Right. Yeah. As the friend point of view, I'm like, what? No. Right. Like, I'll go on vacation with you. Like, we'll go yeah. on a trip up to Vankouver or something like that. Have like, a honeymoon. It's yeah. your honeymoon, right, dude. If you're calling it your honeymoon, like, uh, all right. Right. I shouldn't be there. I should be getting a mouth hug in the back of a bus. <laughs> like, that, that is what the honeymoon's going to be. You don't want any part of this. Graham. Yeah. All right. New year, new you guys. We hear about it all the time. And there's a handful of people that might be out out looking fresh in the job market. You know what? Sure. 2024, that's going to be the year that they're going to go out and get it done. However. However, some of them might be sabotaging themselves in the interview process without even knowing. Luckily, I've got you covered. The Men's Room Top 10. The Men's Room Top 10. 10 reasons why you're not getting hired. Maybe you're just not good looking enough. Maybe the other person was just more qualified than you. And in so many ways, you have no idea that person is going to be a big asset. And I can see morale around the office perking right back up. In fact, I feel a raise in their future. <laughs> and we're back. I wish I was there for his job interview. <laughs> Are you qualified for the job? The job. Yeah. Oh, my God. Are you calling yourself a team player? Sure. So these tips and tricks actually come from somebody who was a hiring manager for 12 years, and this is basically okay. what they saw that kind of put you at the bottom of the list, as it were. So okay. one thing that, that uh, people are doing is asking for feedback after a rejection. Why didn't I get hired? It's totally normal to want to know the answer to this question, and I always understand when people ask for feedback. After all, you're trying to improve and learn, and, and they appreciate that. Sure. But it's just, it's not the best look. It's not. It's like, why don't you want to go on a date? Like, just accept it right. and move on. That, and telling you why you weren't hired opens up a host of uh, legal problems, they say. And every HR person out there will advise the hiring manager, just not get into it. It just didn't happen. I cannot give you that answer. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I'm like, yeah, man. Hey, don't worry about it. Move on to the next one.
uh, lying about having another offer on the table. Some candidates try to pit companies against each other by saying that they have another offer from XYZ Company. Says, but uh, but if I can beat that offer, they'll come to my company. This tactic is very common, and it's okay to use a competitive offer as leverage during negotiations, but it- not until you get the offer. Right. It needs yes. to be, I, I yeah. have the well, offer, and I, hey, I, guys, for roughly the same job, yeah. this place is offering max amount of dollars. Right. We had someone try to pull that. Remember that? I have another offer. Okay, off you go. All right, bye. <laughs> All right. Good times. Yeah, he said that they actually did do that, that they, they lied about having another offer as a bluff. Come as on. soon as it was like, all right, go off, then they came back and apologized, fessed up to him, like, I actually don't have another offer on the table. Okay, well, now I really don't want you. I, don't, I mean, it also is, like, that's just a good negotiation technique. Yeah. If you have another offer, then... If right. you have one, So go absolutely. out and get another offer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Just have one first, that's all. Uh, BSing your answers. Again, these are um, job-hunting mistakes that uh, may take you out of the running. BSing your answers says, don't know the answer to one of my questions. The temptation is strong to make something up and then throw in some fancy-sounding words that aren't very specific to make it appear that you know what you're talking about. Also, they probably know what they're talking about. <laughs> right. So, just, if you don't know, respond with that. You don't know. That's something mm-hmm. that have to be trained up on. Right? Exactly. That's the way to put it. Right. Right. Or the old standby. Huh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't freaking know. <laughs> I don't know. Not preparing properly shows up on the list. What, what would preparation for a job interview be? So what they say is you should never show up for an interview without doing a little bit of research first. This means researching everything from the company to the specific position to the location of the interview. Okay. The ideal candidate will show up 10 minutes early and be prepared with basic knowledge about what the company is and what we do. A memory of the job description and some qu- uh, questions for me. Not doing this makes you look green at best and lazy at worst. Okay. All right. Yeah, I I get that. A little bit of preparation work never hurt nobody. I no. know that uh, someone who works here years ago when they put together the quote unquote the demo tape as it were to get in the radio. Yeah, they did not work here, but what they did was listen to the station, record all of our promotional stuff. You're listening to KISW. Yeah, and put this thing together with that stuff. So you heard what they'd sound like if they were here. There you go. And they got the job. Bang. And I thought like that's brilliant. That's Hell actually yeah. really smart. Hell yeah, dude. Letting your nerves overwhelm you. Since you've made it through all the hoops, you've, you've got your face-to-face interview scheduled. All right, it's normal to be nervous, but don't let anxiety com- uh, completely derail you. It says, yes, we want to hear your answer to our questions, but even more, we're looking for whether you're a good fit for the culture of the job. That'll depend a lot on your personality. I was going to say, and like, you know, it's, <laughs> I'm just imagining somebody with bad anxiety reading that, like, oh, now I'm going to be worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> Do I sound not anxious enough? <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of that will have to do with the interviewer as well. That, sure. Right. That goes a long you know way. I mean? Right. Don't be intimidating. And if you see that you are being intimidating, maybe dial it back just a little bit. But even when I was like 17, 18, going for random jobs, like you could tell the people trying to be intimidating. Yes. Yes, you can. That is, that is a fact, Ted. Right. It's like, it's a driving range, dude. Chill out. <laughs> it's not that serious. <laughs> I'm so intense. Uh, who's done this? Not talking to your references before listing them. Uh, don't ever do that. How can you lift the... I mean, if you're going to list it, they should right. know. Yeah. People sometimes think that having references, generally one or two professional contacts, a previous boss, and a personal friend is just formality. Having good references is important, though, as they give us important information about your personality, work ethic, values, history. We do absolutely call them as part of the pre-hiring background check, but if I call your reference and they don't have anything nice to say about you, they don't remember or know who you are, or worse, they mention some of your shortcomings, they could definitely be the reason that you're not getting hired. I always thought that the idea of the references was ridiculous, only because most people I know you definitely contact 
attracting people. Hey, can I use you as a reference? Sure. Absolutely. You know that person's going to say something good. So my point of view was, I'm not going to bother to call your references because I have a hard time believing that you picked anyone who you thought for a second is going to, you know what I mean? Is going to say back something you up. bad about you. It's like, of course. I, right. I and guess I not of course, right. but I would assume that since this is due diligence on your part right. to tell me who to call as a reference for you, right. that you didn't pick anyone that's like, yeah, I dated his ass. Right. Like, right. I that's why I don't put you down yeah. as a reference. Right. Right. And if it's your friend, you know, let them know that, uh, hey, you were my general manager last job I had from... T- yeah. That was part of the oh, thing. You were my general I manager. Right. I was oh. the guy's IT manager. I was working in restaurants at the time, and this was his first job in IT. We worked in restaurants together. So, hey, man, you just a reference. Yeah, no problem. He goes, we worked in IT. I'm like, bro, you got to hope they don't ask IT questions. Like, I don't think they will. It'll be about work ethic. Yeah. So I did take his work ethic at the restaurant and apply that to the IT world. He got the job. Not, All beca- right. not because of me, but he did not get it because That's of me. Okay, so the most unexpected one was someone I knew, family member, who applied for a job with the FBI, CIA. Nice. Do not use me as a now reference. They, they, no, no, no. Do they, not, don't put, they go find you. Oh, yeah. So oh, you, really? don't, you don't know it's coming. I mean, they, they, they check whatever. Right. They already have the information. They already know everything. If you're a candidate, they've already dug into your stuff. If anyone in my family is listening, please do not apply to the FBI or the CIA. This was a personal reference on a family member. Right. So I don't have any idea from a professional standpoint if they are qualified for this job. This was a Did you tell them that? Like, I don't know. It was a character. It it, it was about about the person's character more so. Personal questions about them through their life. I know that son of a bitch can find drugs. She got the job. She, she She still has the same job. She still works there. Nice. I, I'm like, wow. This is like, no, you're not from there. Right. Like, sir. They call you? Oh, sure. This oh, is the yeah. FBI. Oh, yeah. I would not oh, believe yeah. that and said, like, come on, man. Oh, yeah. And she had no idea that they were calling me. Oh, God. Or any of the other people that they called. I don't know who they Job That's hunting it. mistakes that take you out of the running. Not editing your resume and cover letter. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I don't have to explain that one. Edit it up. And again, they. I, I think it even... even yeah, just edit it up a little bit. Uh, showing up without a scheduled interview. Oh, there, there's there's some that, that kind of hold this uh, this particular thought process. <clears throat> However, it says there's a popular job hunting tip that uh, makes the rounds every few years, telling people it's better to deliver your resume in person. According to the tip, this allows the hiring manager to put a face to the name and shows initiative. This is not a good idea, and chances are you won't make it past the front desk anyhow. Similarly, don't call the hiring manager directly unless you're told to. Hiring managers are very busy, and anything that you do goes outside our hiring protocols is going to be unhelpful at best. And at worst, it's going to get your resume dropped straight into the trash. I did get one job just impromptu walking in. Yeah? And it, yeah, we don't have that position. I'm like, but I believe that you need it. I believe that you do, and here's why. And it's what, she was not impressed with me at first, but she ended up talking to me for about 45 minutes, and I got a chance to fail. There you go. That's all you asked for. Like, hey, man, if I'm wrong, fire my ass, right? Part of how I got this job was was I showed up without being told to. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Wait, what? So this was after I was already an intern for you guys. All right. I might have been on the street team at this point. I'm not positive. What? But I remember my old man told me, he's like, man, just go down there and just start going to work. Ask them if they need any help or anything like that. It was coming up on the holiday season. And so I emailed Finn and I was like, you need anybody to make best of? He's like, actually, I'm pretty swamped in here if you could. So I just showed up and started making them. And then BT comes out and he's like, I'm not going to tell you 
that it was a good idea for you to do that, I'm going to tell you to not ever do that again. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Thank you for doing that. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> Look at the badass Mike. I like that move. That's a power move, brother. Send to the email. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so at least know who it is that you're doing this for when you go in. I'm trying don't. to think of her what, like... Years ago, we had a chick, and we did not know that you can't do this, all right? So we're working in Baltimore. This chick calls in, and she was a little loopy, but, hey, I'll answer phones for you guys. Okay. And she was there two weeks to a month, maybe? Yeah. And one of the bosses just said, who is that? And we introduced her, and he was very cordial with her. She goes home, and like, are you paying her? We said, no. She she liked the show and just wanted to come in and answer phones, and she does a fine job. Do you remember her name, Ted? It was... Like an older black chick, she had glasses, kind of crazy, but but good at doing it, man. And they're like, you, I don't. You cannot stab her in front I'm like, our bad, dude. We, I, was we trying to get, I was trying to get a job with these two. Uh, I didn't know I was trying to get a job with you. I just called my old boss and said, hey, I just got fired. He said, I don't think I, I might have something for you in line. I've been thinking about it for a long time, but I can't talk to you about it yet. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, well, look, whenever things come up, just let me know. because I'm supposed to take a weekend trip and fly to Kansas City for an interview. Yeah. Right. That, that next weekend, he said, don't fly to Kansas City. And I said, okay. And he said, could you do me a favor? It's like, yeah, man, whatever. I mean, could you come in and work an overnight tonight? I'm like, there's a hurricane, Bill. He's like, that's why I need you. Yeah, that's why I need you. I'm like, damn it, man, you're setting me up. And then you change your name at every break. Well, I wasn't allowed to go on the air at a community radio station. (laughs) So every, basically, every single break, I just gave a different name that had something to do with the weather. (laughs) Stormy Johnson. (laughs) Yeah, Stormy Johnson. (laughs) But then the number one job hunting the (laughs) state that takes you out of the running. I feel like it's something everybody's done. Fudging your skills or experience. I assume you did. <laughs> right. Yeah. I absolutely look, there's two things I believe in any job interview. You fudge, it doesn't mean you're incompetent, sure. but you certainly have fudged your skills or how well you work with others, right? Sure. And your boss is pretending to be considerably nicer and patient than they probably are. Right. Uh, but they do say what to do instead. One of the best job interview tips I can give you is be honest about what you can and can't do. It says, I love when candidates tell me, quote, I don't know that yet, but I'd love to learn. In the meantime, you can also do a little career cushioning by learning uh, new skills that make you more marketable. Yeah, you might embellish a little bit of your skill set, but right. if you literally have no idea how something right. works, you can't just Don't do it. I can do that. Right. Like, right. right. Hire me to write code. I love it. Yeah, it's great. We have no idea what this is. I've been right. thinking about getting into uh, for a while now. Are you <laughs> thinking you can just walk in and be a surgeon? Yeah, right. <laughs> a distracted driver in Pennsylvania managed to crash into a guardrail, but as to what distracted her, you'll just have to wait until 5.50 to find out. Okay, we'll wait till 5.50. Mike, appreciate it. Uh, in the meantime, we've got your headlines coming on the way at 5.50. Uh, have we made it to drinking time? Oh. Somebody oh. out there deserves to be recognized. I need to get a test online to profile this. I'm rusty. Oh, oh, oh wow, Nobody noticed. We need to get a contestant online for profile this. 206803 Rock. Okay, now have we made it to drink it time?